Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome to episode 44 of the Millionaire Muslim podcast. I am Mosin. If you've not listened before, this is a podcast all about halal investing, personal finance and entrepreneurship. And if you have listened before, then welcome back and thanks for joining us again. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between Wahid Invest and Yielders. And the reason we're doing that is because we get a bunch of questions about them all the time. And we thought it'd be really useful to just talk about the differences between them, where they're actually investing and so on and so forth. Because people want to get stuck into investing into these platforms, but they're not highly sure on what they're about, what the underlying investment actually is, whether one is better than the other, which one they should be going for, etc, etc. So hopefully today's podcast will help you to understand what Wahid Invest and what Yielders are all about and that in turn should hopefully help you and educate you in terms of understanding what you want to go for. So when we talk about the differences between Wahid Invest and Yielders, really there's only two differences but they're pretty key differences and it's really really important that you pay attention and understand them if this is important to you. The first difference and this is probably the key difference is what the underlying assets actually are. Now what does that mean? So you've got this fancy platform or platforms in Wahid Invest and Yielders. So you log on to your account. It all looks, you know, really, really nice and slick, mashallah. Really good, £100 minimum deposit, yada, yada, yada. Which all sounds great, but I think I get the sense that people don't actually understand what then happens once you've deposited your money. So let me try and break that down for you. What they do in both instances is they're taking your money and investing it into something. In the case of Wahid, and we'll go into this a bit more, in the case of Wahid, they're investing into a variety of stocks and shares, sukuk and gold. And in the case of yielders, they're investing into property, only property. In the case of Wahid, they're investing into vehicles that are not theirs, if that makes sense. So they're investing into funds which are then invested into stocks, sukuk and gold. So you're not investing in, you know, some Wahid investment manager who's picking a bunch of stocks or who has selected a variety of sukuk to invest in. What you're actually doing is giving your money to Wahid who have access to a variety of different funds and they are then investing your money on behalf of you into these funds. And the allocation of stocks or sukuk uh, or gold depends on where you land on the sliding scale that you get at sign up and I'll explain more on that in a second. With yielders it's slightly different. They are actually the ones who are sourcing the property deals, they're choosing what they want to invest in and they're using your money to be able to invest in it. So I suppose you can sum up the difference by saying that yielders are much closer to the end asset than Wahid is. Their discretion in choosing 
you know, the physical asset at the end of it, which is this property, is much more involved than Wahid is. Now, I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. Let's, let's get that really clear. It's neither good nor bad, but it's just a really important uh, difference to understand what's actually happening to your money when you invest it into the platform. So let's actually talk about the, you know, the key difference that I started talking about, which is what is the underlying asset? And I said that Wahid invests in a mixture of stocks, sukuk and gold, and Yielders invests in property. Now, what is the difference? So when Wahid Invest is investing into these things, you have to understand that in the investing world, assets take on very, very different forms. So, for example, you have things like stocks and shares is an asset class. You have gold, which is an asset class. You have property, which is an asset class. You also have things, uh, you know, separate from this discussion, you also have things like cryptocurrency is arguably an investment class, uh, an asset class, rather. You have private businesses, which are an asset class if you're investing into them. You know, basically anything that you can invest money into and hope to make money from is an asset class. So the difference between Wahid and Yielders is the asset class that they are investing into. Wahid are going for a mixture of stocks, sukuk and gold. And the way that they allocate that depends on where you land on the sliding scale that I mentioned. So if you've not been through it already, Wahid Invest, when you sign up, gives you a choice of six investment styles, ranging from very conservative to very aggressive and anywhere in between. If you go for the very conservative side of the spectrum, they will put more of your investment into what are seen to be the safer things like sukuk and gold. And the reason sukuk and gold are seen to be safer is because sukuk are known as fixed income assets. So it's similar in that, in that sense to a property where you have an investment in the sukuk and it pays a fixed amount. And the only risk that you've got is that the person paying you might default. And obviously, you would try to mitigate that risk by you know, doing your due diligence on the payer and so on and so forth. But that's not your job. That's the fund's job who are actually investing into the sukuk. So that's a very conservative side, very, you know, relatively safe, usually fixed income. Gold is also quite safe because it's, you know, it's physically backed. You know, gold doesn't really have the same volatility that you get in slightly riskier classes. And even if the gold price does go down, at least you have this physical asset, which is gold that you can, you know, tangibly hold on to. On the riskier side of the spectrum you've got stocks and, and shares stocks and shares and stocks and shares are the same thing sometimes they're used together sometimes they're used one term instead of the other but they are the same thing so where you have shares in companies this is seen to be a riskier asset class and how risky it is depends on the types of companies that you are investing in. Now, the funds that Wahid uses to get exposure to stocks are twofold. One is one that invests in kind of very large companies. 
and one is one that invests in the emerging markets. And that's probably a good mixture to have. You want the kind of large company exposure because generally speaking, over a longer period of time, say 10, 20 years, the usual trend of the stock market overall is upwards. So you want your exposure to you know the 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 big kind of companies that you that you have that that are Sharia compliant, but then also you do want access to any companies that are Sharia compliant in the emerging market space because often that's where a lot of the growth is. And if you don't have access to this, then sometimes you can miss out on that growth. So it's good that they have access to both. And if you're going for the very aggressive side of the spectrum, you'll get more exposure to the stocks side of things. Because although it's seen as slightly riskier, as I said, the general trend for stocks is upwards. I mean, even if you invested in the stock market, I'm talking as a general market here, not individual companies. Um if you invested back in the recession 2008 the global financial crisis where that's the the greatest shock in living memory you'd still be up today so that kind of underlines this point that i'm making that the general trend for stocks is is upwards that's why although it stocks are seen as riskier they're still relatively speaking not some kind of crazy wacky investment certainly not risky in the same way that we're talking about things like cryptocurrency and, and things like that so it's all relative when Wahid say very aggressive I think their overall picture is actually quite conservative which is which is probably a good thing so that's the underlying assets that Wahid is investing into whereas yielders there's only one underlying asset class and that is property many of us like property because it's seen to be traditionally very safe it yields an income if prices crash you've still got hold of this actual property that you can call yours and of course over time we've seen in our lifetime that property prices do increase so you can benefit not just from the income but also from the gain and that's also the case for stocks and shares too. So I just wanted to explain that because although it might seem obvious and seem basic it's really important that you understand what you're actually investing into when you go for these platforms. The other key difference between Wahid Invest and Yielders is the liquidity element. And by liquidity, I mean your ability to turn your investment back into cash and withdraw it if need be. You know, let's say you come up with a really unexpected expense, you have exhausted your savings and you need to pull some money out. Are you able to get this money out? The answer is with Wahid Invest, the answer is probably yes. It is a pretty liquid investment. The funds that Wahid invests into are designed to be liquid, so you can withdraw your investments at any time. Yielders, on the other hand, is slightly different. Because you're investing into property, property is traditionally not very liquid at all. We know how long the conveyancing process takes. You know, if any of you have bought a house, I'm sure it would have taken you at least three months just to get the sale through never mind if you were actually the seller 
then you have to account for listing the property, agreeing a price, and getting the whole process through. So it's not a very liquid investment. Now, we know at IFG that yielders, having had conversations with them about this, yielders are actively trying to make their platform more liquid and they've got some really good plans in that sense so i'm sure that they will get to a point where it is actually a liquid investment and you can very easily sell the shares in your property and get your cash out but at the moment it's not a very liquid investment and so you just need to bear that in mind when you're locking away capital because the last thing you want is you invest I don't know, 10 grand, everything's going hunky-dory and in six months' time you come across an unexpected expense and you need to withdraw that capital and you just can't. That would be not a very good scenario and so you just need to be very, very careful about how much money you're locking into each of these platforms so that you're aware of your own liquidity risks when it comes to things like unexpected expenses. And it might be that you know you've got an expense coming up, in which case it completely doesn't make sense to lock that money away into yielders because you will have a relatively tough time getting that money back out. But what yielders is really good for, of course, um, and, and the same with Wahid, is that they will pay any dividends that come out from either the property or, in Wahid's case, from the stocks, Sukuk and Gold. And also, you'll be able to track very easily within the platforms how your investments are performing from a price gain or loss perspective. So you'll be able to see what your 10 grand is worth at any given time. So those are the key differences between Wahid Invest and Yielders. Number one was what they're actually investing into, the underlying assets. So with Wahid, it's stocks and shares, Sukuk and gold. And with Yielders, it's purely property. And the second key difference is liquidity, where Wahid is liquid and Yielders is not very liquid. So the next question that you've probably got is what do you actually need in terms of your portfolio? And the truth is that you probably need a bit of both. And the reason for that is everyone knows that a well-diversified portfolio is, is what you need. And in terms of the halal market, Yielders and Wahid are probably leading the way in terms of really good, slick, online platforms that make it easy to invest. You can automate your investing by you know, setting up direct debits and just adding to that wealth pot and get your investment going in there. And to be honest with you, because you want the well-diversified approach, property is a great asset, stocks and shares are a great asset, Sukuk is a great asset, gold can be a great asset. So the reality is that we probably want exposure to all of these elements. Now, the percentage allocation that you give might vary depending on a few things. One is liquidity, as I mentioned earlier, but the other really is your time of life. You know, Are you in a phase of your life where you're aggressively trying to grow your wealth? And I think that Ibrahim and I are probably at that stage right now. Or are you at the stage where you're a little bit later in life, you've built up you know, a decent pot that you're quite happy with and you are probably a defense first approach at the moment. You know, you're not thinking about 
really hard aggressive growth because you've got a little bit too much to lose, a bit more than is comfortable for you. So you want to take the defense first approach. Now, if you've got a defense first approach, then clearly you want to increase your access to fixed income stuff like sukuk and property because they are the things that are least risky in that spectrum. So things like the very conservative portfolio with Wahid and some exposure on the yielders side would probably do you very nicely. And equally, if you're at the time of life where you're growing aggressively, then something on the aggressive end of the spectrum with Wahid, a higher percentage there is probably wise. But also you do want your access to property as well because you don't want to be completely gung-ho and it's kind of up to you what percentage allocations you give and ultimately it's all about how much you're comfortable with the potential volatility of stocks because they can be a little bit up and down whereas sukuk and property not so much so you just have to bear that in mind before you understand what percentage you're going to put into each platform. The great thing about Wahid and Yielders is that they're both FCA regulated. In the case of Yielders, they're directly regulated by the FCA. And in the case of Wahid, they're indirectly regulated through a company that they operate through. But that means that they're under the purview of the FCA. And the FCA is the regulator in the financial sector in the UK. So you know, you can be very comfortable that they're not up to anything dodgy. And in the case of Wahid, they've also got FSCS protection. And what that means is that in the case of uh, Wahid going bust, then the government protection scheme kicks in and protects you up to £85,000. So although we obviously hope that that would never happen, it's nice to have that fallback protection in your mind. So that's pretty much it, folks. I've outlined the key differences between Wahid Invest and Yielders. But the great thing is that we've got two really, really good platforms now in the halal investing market. And honestly, these are two fantastic platforms that we've benefited from personally. And we think they're great. If you like them and you are going to sign up for them, then it really, really helps us if you sign up through our links and in the case of Wahid you'll also get a £25 bonus. The reason it helps us is not just financially but also because it helps us to be able to demonstrate to other players in the market what sort of demand there is for these products and if we can do that then we can hopefully kickstart uh, a market where people are catering to the needs of Muslims when it comes to halal investing. So I will put the links below if you want to click through them. They're also available through our website. If you go on our respective articles about Wahid and about Yielders, then our specific links will be on there as well. So if you're interested in learning about more, then go on the website. We have got a review on each of Wahid and Yielders, and you can find that just by searching it on the articles page. Then you can click through uh, by, by our link. But if you know enough about them already and you want to go for it, then the links are below and we really appreciate it if you click through them. Thank you so much for listening. Please do leave us a review, a comment, drop us a line if you want to get in touch with us. It's mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com. 
Jazakallah khair, and I will see you in the next episode, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.